In order to understand the next Mimer, it's important to preface the, fo- the following idea from Chesidus, and that is, when the Torah says in Bereshus in Genesis chapter 1 that God spoke creation into existence, Vayomer Elohim, Vayomer Elohim, the ten utterances, the Asar Mamaris, Hashem speaks the world into existence, and we know from the Baal Shem Tev that it wasn't just that once upon a time God spoke, but that rather all the time God is speaking the world into existence, and that means indeed that the world is the speech of God. Now, what does it mean that the world is the speech of God? Obviously God doesn't have a mouth, and speaking is an anthropomorphism. It's a subscribing to God a human term. Now, obviously, this is an anthropomorphism. This is in Genesis chapter 1. The Torah is saying that God speaks the world into existence. But Hasidus explains, based on Kabbalah, that every anthropomorphism, every time the Torah ascribes to God a human term, what that actually means is that the relationship of creation to God, when it's created from that level, is like the relationship of that human faculty to the person. Meaning, just like when a person talks, this is what the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya chapter 20 and 21, when a person talks, on one hand the words that a person is saying are nothing other than an emanation extension from the soul, but on the other hand it leaves and goes out of the soul. So too what the Torah means to say that God speaks creation into existence is Yehudatata, the lower level of God's unity, which is that Hashem is allowing the light that emanates from Him to become reality. That's what it means, God's speech, that there's a symptom, a contraction, where God allows the light to appear as if there's a world outside of Him. That's what the divine speech is. But over there in Tanya, Tanya chapter 20 and 21, the Alter Rebbe explains Yehudi'ilah, the higher level unity, which is that Kabbalah explains a lot of other human terms to God, meaning that Kabbalah speaks about God's emotions, God having a will, God having pleasure, and in fact Kabbalah even calls, says that there are parts of him, that there are, so to speak, personalities within God. Of course, there's only one God, but just like a human being, within one person, there are multiple aspects of one's personality. That's the whole idea of internal family systems, based on Jung's psychology of archetypes, etc. The idea being that within a person, there are many aspects of their one personality, many different persona different types of ways. A person has an animal soul and a divine soul, and a person has the parts of the personality that are confident, etc., but they're all within their one being. So Kabbalah says that within God, there are also parts of him. There are ways God manifests, all within his unity, but those higher levels are known as God's will and God's pleasure, also known as keser. But what that means is that at that level, the worlds also exist. But they exist not as God's speech, which is lower level unity, not even as God's emotions or intellect, which is Yehudi law, but keser, in God's will and pleasure, it means that the worlds are connected to God at that level of keser, reality, creation is united with God like the will of a pleasure of a person is united with the person. And that's what this mimer is going to explain. The essential difference that 
there is between the different types of divine manifestations, reality created through speech, mimale kol almond, the shekhinah light of God that fills the world, which in this mime we're going to learn is called makom, the place of the world. Then there are the supernal levels, soviv kol almond, the transcendent levels of keser, of God's will and pleasure, which Kabbalah speak about, of atik and arich, those partsufim, those supernal faces, which according to Kabbalah, like we learned at the end of last Maimur, to bring the Ratzin itself, to bring God's will and pleasure, Atik and Arach, into the world. But what this Maimur is going to begin explaining is that even will and pleasure are still partsufim, their ways God is manifesting. And Hasidus explains based on Chazal that turn mitzvahs is about atzmos, the very essence of God, before tzimtzum, before God manifests anything, God in His very self. Now let's learn the Maimur inside. On the eighth day you will have an ingathering, and the Medrash explains a parable for a king that made a meal, a feast for seven days, and invited the entire country. After seven days of the feast, the king said to his beloved, We already fulfilled our obligation to the rest of the country. Let's now roll around, hang out just with what we find, whatever comes to hand. So does a Kodesh Baruch say to Yisrael on Shemini we now on this eighth day let's just roll around with one cow and one ram because all the days of Sukkot there were 70 cows brought corresponding to the 70 nations of the world but Shemini Atzeres there's one cow corresponding just to Yisrael we have to understand what does it mean that for that these 70 cows are brought the Hashbah the influence is brought down for during Sukkot Dafka during Sukkot to the other nations for seven days why Dafka during Sukkot and what does the Medrash mean that it seems to be saying that from that same level, from the same level of where the nations got their hashpa, their influence of the 70 cows, now in Shemini Atzeres is now Hashem says to the Jewish people, we will now roll around in that same level, so to speak, seemingly the Jewish people have to get from a higher level. In order to understand this, we have to first preface what we learned in the previous Maimah, the meaning of Oisin Ritzayinu Shalmokam Waida Chazal. Use the terminology of doing God's will for ois and ritzono shall mokom. So in the previous mimer, we learned one answer is that by doing God's will, we reveal the godliness that's inherent in the world itself. The mamaliklam and the light of God that fills the world through the kav, the chut, the string. And the other answer is that we don't just reveal the light of God, the mamale, that the shechina, the light of God that's in the world, but the rotzon atzmo, the will, the soviv kolam, and the keser itself. The atik and arch is also brought down to be revealed in the world. Then Achkol Zeder Ebershab continues in this Mimer, the third explanation of the ultimate Pneumis explanation of Oisn Ritzoynishal Mokum. And that is not just the revelations of, of, of Keser, because all those lights are the Giluim of Hishtalshlus, all those lights, even the Rots and the Keser, the will of God, is the levels of God's light that were drawn down in the downchaining of worlds to create the world, and it's not or chadosh, it's not a new light, but the emes kavana, the true purpose of oisin and reason of explanation of oisin ritzenishal makam is that through mitzvahs, one draws down the pnimius va'atzmas or insof, the very essence and being of God's infinite light that's way above the will that God had to create worlds. Now to explain this idea that even though Kabbalah speaks about keser. Kabbalah talks about that God had a will to create worlds, and Kabbalah is all about drawing down that will, Atik and Arich, but 
Chassidus is explaining that the will that God has for Torah mitzvahs that God wants, has a rotsen of Torah mitzvahs, is way above the will God has to create worlds. And Kabbalah speaks about the will, Keser, the will God has to create the world. Atik and Arich, Chassidus, based on Chazal, is about drawing down the very essence of God above the, before Tzimtzum. And that's the essential will that God has for Torah mitzvahs. Now, what does that mean? That we're saying that God wants Torah mitzvahs and that will, the desire, the chafetz and rotzen that God has for Torah mitzvahs is essential to God's infinite light. And that's what Chassidah says is the purpose of creation, meaning that there are two types of will. There's what's called Pnimius Harotzen and Chitzonius Harotzen, an internal will, an intrinsic will, and a Chitzonius, an extrinsic external will. And that's what the Tikkuni Zohar Taka says, that Kisra Ilah, the supernal Keser, is Milabar, is still Chitzonius, and Orin Sof Milagav, and God's infinite light, His essential light, is within Keser, meaning that Keser is still external vis-a-vis Orin Sof Hashem's infinite light, Hashem's essential light. And the will that God has for Torah Mitzvahs, that's the essential in, intrinsic Pneumius Haratzen. And to explain what does it mean, these two types of will, so the Rebbe Shab gives a mushal how it is by human being, that by human being you also, down here below, you also have Pneumius Haratzen and Chitzonius Haratzen, an inner will and an external will. And first, the Rebbe Shab says that seemingly the difference is that an external will is what you see, is what's revealed. And the inner will, the Pneumius Dicka will, the real desire, you don't see. Like when a person has a business. When a person has a business, they put a lot of thought into their business and they go on a lot of business trips and they, they do a lot for the business to be successful. So what you see is that the person wants, the person has a desire, has a will, that the business should be successful. That's what you see. What you don't see is what the person really wants, which is the money. The person really wants the money, but you don't see that. You just see that they go on trips and that they want the business to be successful. But the essential will that the person wants the money, that you don't see, that's not revealed. But the Rebbe Shab gives another muscle because even in the muscle of when a person wants money, even money, why do you want money? It's also an external thing. I want money so I could live. But Pneumius Aratzen, the Rebbe Shab wants to say there's a will that's intrinsic, very essential to who you are. And the muscle, the parable for that is the will, the desire a person wants to have a home, Again, externally, there are all sorts of explanations why a person wants a house, that just like you have clothing, you need a house, and you need a house that's bukovedik, that fits, that's fitting, and worthy of you. But all these explanations, of course, are not really the tam, they're not really the reason at all. Eloshu tainug atzmiu poshut, it's the most simple, basic pleasure and will of a person that they need a home. The desire, the will that a person has a home is the very essence, comes from the very essence of who they are. And even though there are explanations given and you could compound it, which is another difference that an external will you could then explain. When you have an external will, I want something for a particular reason, I could explain it. I could give intellectual reasons, emotional reasons, which is the example that the desire, the rotzon, the keser that God has for the world, he then is able to put into the ten spheres of chachmabina and emotions. The desire God has for the world is an external desire. He wants the world for a purpose, and therefore that desire could then be put into the ten spheres of atzilus. But when it comes to a Pneumius Haratzen, an essential will, what that essentially is, is just a revelation of self. When you have a will, a desire for a home, 
There's no explanation. It's just who you are essentially. Every human being by definition needs a home. Mitzad ha'etzem levad. It's coming from the essence of who you are. And therefore that will can then be compounded into intellect, into explanations and emotions and stuff like that. And that's the essential will that God has. The Pneumius HaKesar, the Pneumius HaRatzen is the Ein Sof that's in Kesar. The essential will that God has for the world is the will for Torah Mitzvahs, is the will that God has to have a home in the world. That's the Ratzen Poshet Va'atzmi Mamesh Mitzad Etzim Atzmusi Yizbarch Shalamayla Mayla Lagamri Mubichinas HaChochma. The very essential will and desire that God has, which is above any any being able to be explained in any Chachman, any explanation at all. Rather, it's Kolatz Musa Bezekah God's very essence is in this desire. And that's the desire and the will that Hashem has for mitzvahs, the Ratzin that has for mitzvahs, meaning the desire that God has for a world that Kabbalah speaks about, the level of Keser, the will, the Ratzon, for there to be a world, is Chitzonius, is the Chitzonius Ratzin, is the extrinsic will, the extrinsic motivation that God wants for the intrinsic motivation. What does God really want mitzvahs, that Jews should do mitzvahs down here below physical mitzvahs. That will is coming from the very essence of God, and that's even above the levels. There are levels that Kabbalah speaks about known as Tam Komus Laratzen. There's such a thing that Kabbalah and Chassidus also speak about, that their God has a will that can't be revealed. In other words, there are levels of Torah that are revealed in Chachma, in wisdom. We understand certain explanations of Torah. Then there's what's called Tam Komus the hidden reason that Kabbalah speaks about, the Kabbalistic hidden reasons, which can't be brought down into Chachma. But even those hidden Tam Komus, the hidden reasons, are still a reason. They just can't be explained intellectually. The Kabbalistic intentions of will are still levels of somehow compounded in some kind of explanation. But the Iker Sheresh HaMitzvah, the true root of mitzvahs, is above any reason whatsoever. Rather, Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah means that the essential truth and reward of a mitzvah is she is Gala Etzem HaMitzvah Atzma that will be revealed when Mashiach comes what the mitzvah is itself which is the essential will and being of Hashem because all revelations now even what neshamas what souls are being revealed to them in Gan Eden are all being drawn down to them glimmers and rays from the ziv of the Shekhinah, a glimmer and a ray from the contracted light of God, even the highest souls in Gan Eden. And that's only a ray and a glimmer that they're enjoying now in Gan Eden, is a ray and a glimmer, all the schar, the thousands of years of reward in Gan Eden are glimmers and rays, ziv, of the Torah mitzvahs that a person does. But it doesn't reach the Atzmus HaMitzvah Atzma, which is the Pneumius HaRatzin, the most essential will of God for mitzvah. The essential mitzvah itself will be revealed in the future. Mashiach is going to reveal the very essence of what mitzvahs are, which is that the purpose is the mitzvah itself. There's no reason whatsoever for the mitzvah other than the fact that God wants it with all his essence. And that Mashiach is going to reveal, as the Pasuk says, 
The perception of my servant is going to be exceedingly exalted, ma'oid very, which is connected to Adam Kadmon, meaning that the perception that Mashiach is going to reveal is going to be greater than Chachmastima, all the hidden levels of perception of Atik and Arich, all the level, the Kabbalistic levels that are explained now that are the hidden Kabbalistic reasons for mitzvahs, which are the hidden pleasure, pleasure and will that God has after Tzimtzum, but Mashiach is going to be connected to Adam Kadmon, the primordial man, which which is going to reveal even the level of God's will from before Tzimtzum Mamish. That Mashiach is going to reveal that Bepoyal Mamish, when Jews actually fulfill mitzvahs down here below, they're actually drawing down from the very essence of God. That's the Ois and Ritzoy And we learned in the previous Maimah that that means that the Ois and that Jews do, the Ratzon of Mokum, so the doing of the Ratzon of Mokum, now the Rebbe Shab is going to explain that. Now, until now, we explain that the Ratzon, that mitzvah is drawing down is the Pneumius Haratz and Mamish, the very essential will and desire that God has in mitzvahs for their because they're connected to his essence. But now the Rebbe Shab is going to explain, but what's the meaning of Mokom? Osin Ritzono Shel Mokom. Doing the Ratzon of Mokom. And what the Rebbe Shab is going to explain <clears throat> is that indeed Ratzon will refers to Kesser transcendence. Now, until now, we talk explained, the Rebbe Shab explained, that Ratzon of Mitzvahs, the essential Ratzon of Mitzvahs, is the essential will of God in self, so to speak, the, the essential pleasure of God in self. But what the Rebbe Shab is now going to say is that inherent in that phraseology is another thing, because Mokom, place, is connected to Mamalikolam, in the finite light of God. And so, Another way of understanding what Chazal are really saying by saying is that because mitzvahs are connected to atzmos, to the essence of God, therefore there could be a connection of Ratzon with Makom, of Soviv Kolalmen with Memale Kolalmen. L'shem Yichud Kuchabruch Vishchintes. You remember one of the previous Maimu we, we asked, what's the reason of connecting Kuchabruch Vishchintes? Seemingly for the world to be created, there had to be the will, the Soviv Kolalmen, and then the world was created, which is Memale Kolalmen. But the answer is to unite Soviv and Memale, which is Taka what Kabbalah says. But now what, what the Rebbe Shab is going to explain, that once we understand that Mokom, Taka means the finite reality that we see, Mimale Kolalman, and Rotson means Keser, means Soviv Kolalman, to be able to unite transcendence with imminence, to be able to unite infinity with finitude, that paradox is Taka that, Taka you need Atzmus Mamush, the very essence of Hashem. Because even the levels of Keser, they're transcendent, Atik and Arach, those levels they in and of themselves cannot be united with makom, with the physical finite world, because they're by definition transcendent. It's only God's essence that could connect sovev and memale, transcendence and immanence. And now some of the Rebbe Shab is going to explain, now that we understood that the Ratzon of mitzvahs is the very essential will of God himself, what's the union of makom? Because there are those philosophers that explained that makom place also is the root and source, meaning Hashem's will and transcendence. But the Al-Dareb explains always that Mokom is Memale Kol Almin, is the place, is the finite light of Hashem that fills the world. 
And that's the inner meaning of Oisin Ritzoyinu Shalmakam, which is to draw down God's essential Orein Sof, His infinite light, into Mokom, into the Mokom Lamata Mamish, this physical world Mamish. And that's the Shem Yuchud Kutsha that we unite Sov of Kolalman into the Mamale Kolalman Mamish. And that can't be done from Sov of Kolalman in and of itself. Because since Sov of Kolalman is the will that God had for there to be a world, Within that will of God for there to be a world is the desire that the world should be finite. So within the Soiv of Kolalman, the finitude of Mamale Kolalman is, is a paradox. There's the paradox of God's infinity with the finitude. And so to be able to unite that, that's dafka from the Pneumius Haratzen of Taka of the Mitzvahs coming from the very essence of Hashem. Ubira Inyan, and now to be able to understand this idea of what Keser is, what the Sov of Kolalman is, that on one hand it's infinite, but it's infinite to the extent that it can't be connected to the finite physical world. And it's only when you reach Hashem's essence that you could actually cause that paradoxical unity of Mamali and Sovev. So in order to understand this, we have to first preface the deeper meaning of why Kabbalah always uses the word or light Vis-a-vis godliness, why is godliness always referred to as light in the Kabbalah? And by understanding this, then the Rebbe Shab at the end of this mimer, and especially the next mimer, is going to explain that once we understand why Kabbalah uses the word light to explain godliness, that there's an essential difference in the type of light that Keser is, the type of light that Makom that Mamali Kulalman is, and that God's essence could unite those two different types of light. So to understand this, what's the reason that Kisvei Arizal, that the Arizal always refers to godliness as light, as or, and not like the philosophers that always spoke of godliness as Shefa, even though it seems like more of a generic word, Shefa means a flow, and yet the Arizal, the Kabbalah, speaks of godliness as a light. And the reason is because the connotation of Shefa, of a flow, is like an ilav alula, cause and effect. When one thing causes another, which within our world, when one thing causes another, it's that the cause is somehow enclosed in the effect... For A to bring about B, A has to somehow be involved and go into B. But when it comes to all the revelations of God, the mushal, the parable for this is the idea of R of a light. All the revelations are mamish Hashem's R, His light. What is the idea of light? So by way of example, it's the idea that it's a gl- glimmer and a ray of a sun, that the ray of the sun doesn't have at all anything of the essence of the sun itself, it's only a ray and a glimmer, like the garment, like the clothing of a person that's not at all could be compared to the person himself, so to the ray compared to the sun. But when it comes to the lavush, the garment, the garment, the clothing don't actually come from the person. But the ray actually comes from the sun itself and never becomes separated from the sun to the extent that if there's something separating the ray from the sun, the ray will disappear. And that's why the Zohar gives the example of God's light. Like a snail, that its garment, its shell, is part of it. It comes from its etzem, from its being. 
it's nimshach mena etzem, the levush, the light, is a revelation from the being of Hashem, but it's only a revelation and a mushal, a parable for the within us, of a light of our soul, is our thought, our machshava. When you have thoughts, the manifestations in your mind of thoughts are the light of your soul that's being manifest in your mind. And as the thoughts are manifest in your mind, there's the first manifestation of when you first have some kind of thought when it's still within your mind, but you don't feel it as something separate at all. Then you start feeling the thought as more differentiated as ideas, and then eventually the thought becomes actual words in your mind when the ideas become cemented into the vessel of words. So the revelation of light from the soul, the light of thought, is the first original feeling of thought when it's still within the soul itself, and then it becomes a second step differentiated as an idea, and then a third step where it's then put into words all within your mind. So all the levels of God's light are when God's light descends and is enclosed into vessels, etc., and even before it's able to descend into vessels, that's all still godliness, it's still a revelation of Hashem, but when it's originally first manifest, that first step, like when you first have the beginning of a thought, that's the level known as keser, that's like the will, like when your soul has a will for something, that will is the first manifestation of the soul. And that's why when you don't want it anymore, nothing will remain from that will. When you have an idea, you have an emotion that you could explain to somebody, so even if you don't have the idea anymore, you don't feel it anymore, you still have the explanation. But the will is such a pristine manifestation of the soul, so as soon as the will isn't there, nothing remains from it, because the will, the rotsen, is an essential revelation of essence, which is what Kesser is, and that's what's revealed on Sukkot, because the rotsen of Torah mitzvahs, Torah Mitzvah is the essential will of God, which in Sukkot is revealed. The right hand hugs us, and there's the Gilu Hamakif, the revelation of God's essential will in Sukkot, and that's why the 70 nations also, they have to receive from that level, but they only receive from the external, the Chitzonius of that level. On Shemini Atzeres, they come to the Pneumius of the Makif, the essential intrinsic will. The whole reason that there was a will to begin with is for the Jewish people, People to be able to do Torah mitzvahs, and that's revealed in Shemini Atzeres. You, you by yourself and no strangers will be with you because Pnimias Hamak of the most intrinsic motivation of creation is to Neshamas Yisrael Dafka, and that's Atzeres Tiyalachem Dafka and Shemini Atzeres. It's just Hashem and the Jewish people.